Good afternoon and welcome to another fabo episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood, starring none other than just powerhouse acting diva myself, Moya. And then I have the Empress of all things Hollywood, Golden, Tarnished, and Diamond. Your name, ma'am? Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I, should be Mademoiselle Georgia today. Yeah, huh? and I'm Madame Jackson. Madame, <laughs> Madame Moya. Moi. My name could be like Moya. Like you could pronounce it like my. I had a teacher used to mess with me and um pronounce my name Moi because it's you know the way it's spelled. And it you know I can take a joke, but it wasn't funny. So I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. Anyway. What is our movie? And, you know, usually uh, George and I, we clown with y'all and, and gab. And we are so glad you're here. Always from the best of giving. We don't even have to say that. But we are always glad for your presence uh, when we are together discussing these classic Hollywood films. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. Shout out to our, our, our you know, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. But our newest YouTube subscriber and hanging in with us. Uh, as we like don't post video. That's sad. Look, our <laughs> always clown us. We have a YouTube page, and we love making videos for you guys. But you know, we it's it's a it's a slim operation here. But we do have a YouTube page of the same name. How Betty Davis saved my life. We do have videos, and we you can also check us out on Facebook. Same name. How Betty Davis saved my life. A lot of content there. A lot of pages that we're connected to uh, as uh, there too, and I want to shout out Karen. I'm not, I, I can't say her. She has, she has a French name, Georgia. Coincidentally, she's Haitian. She's a YouTuber as well. Karen Alrude, wonderful YouTube channel, Georgia, that goes through the golden age of Hollywood, and she kind of does what we what we do, but with the video version. She talks about so she'll. She's done uh, videos on Marilyn and um, uh, just other women like that and Sophia Loren and talking about femininity, Dorothy Dandridge, what it takes to be a woman. Then she has tea and gossip. So check out Karen Elrude. So K-A-R-I-N-A-L-R-O-U-D-E on, um, on YouTube. Fabulous channel. But enough about that, Georgia. What is our movie today? You, you hear, hear me trying to play like I have some French accent. Georgia, that's on purpose. Georgia, what's our movie? The movie, the English translation is The Rules of the Game. And the actual official name is Les Règles du Jeu. Hooray! Made in 1939. And the director, writer, and actor featured in this movie is Jean Renoir. And he is actually the famous Impressionist painter Auguste Renoir's son. And so... He has a perspective of having lived among this class. And so he writes about what he, and he directs and he makes movies about what he truly knows. Okay, that is so interesting. When I saw the name Renoir, and for those of you who've been hanging out with us for a moment, you know, Georgia's at the head of our research department, the department of one staff, that being Georgia. So, um, but thank you for clearing it up because when I heard the last name Renoir, you know, I wondered, 
was that person related to the artist. So thanks for clearing that up. This is one that I had not seen. Um, usually sometime I've seen, and Georgia has not seen a film, but I have not seen this one. Heard about it, but uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and we're going to get into that. So Georgia, give us, Georgia, give us a little background, if you will. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, one of the reasons I was intrigued about seeing this movie is because in all of the top movies made list, for some reason, this movie is always on there. And I thought, I've got to check this out. I've got to find out what the hype is all about, why this movie is always listed as a landmark movie. And among those people who consider themselves movie buffs or true cinema connoisseurs, this movie is always on their list. Mm -hmm. And when I dug further into it, I found out this movie, when it was re released in 1939, uh, was, I'm not even going to say poor reception. It was worse than that. <laughs> uh, it riots to break out. It was banned. It was banned not only by the French, and it was pulled after three weeks. And even uh, one moviegoer decided to burn down the theater. He was so incensed oh over God. it. But yeah. the Germans also banned the movie from being shown and the reason that the french decided to ban it they gave reasons like it was um uh ruining the morals of the youth or something from this movie but i think one of the reasons was is because it held a mirror up to the french uh and, and their culture and they didn't like what they saw because it portrayed them in such an honest way that they were shocked by it they were stunned and and that's why they decided like we've got to pull this movie, but um, this the whole premise of this movie and and I should say maybe the plot have to do with these wealthy upper class French, both their servants and these uh, aristocrats gather together at their country chateau for the weekend, and all the action takes place. Uh, pretty much during the length of one day. And so they gather for what you would call socializing and entertainment. But there is rampant flirting and infidelity and to the extent that it rapidly just gets out of hand. It just goes out of control. And uh, this movie, um, it, you know, is deceptively, it's very fun and lighthearted. It's very free-flowing with the mood of it all. but there is an underpinning where you see the people are actually uh, morally bankrupt. And so you get a feeling of the their set of rules that they function within. And so this movie is very, to me, I found this movie to be very deep in a lot of areas. I think that was very heavily laden with messages. So the first time you see it, you may be less scratching your head but if you, there's so much in it. And also the way it was shot, the way the camera moves seamlessly with all these people, you know, you get the idea that if they were aware that a camera was on them, that they would act differently. But there's so much, there was, it's called deep focus, the way the camera work is done, because there's so much going on in the background. When you watch it, your eyes have to really be alert to what's happening in the forefront and also in the background, because yeah. there is just so much, but it seamlessly weaves, the camera just glides from one like set of circumstances to the next. And it's just beautiful. The camera work is just really amazing. It's, it's beautiful. Um, this movie does not have, 
you know, the epic sweep of it, like some other movies that we've seen that are very big and famous. It doesn't have that, no. So some people will say, well, what's the hype all about? But there's really, really a lot more to this movie. And a lot of people have to view it several times to really get the nuances and, and everything that it's trying to say. Wow, that that was what you said was so concise but full of insight. Um and I and I told George I said before we started I said I really don't have a lot of commentary on this movie because it speaks for itself. And this is Georgia picked this movie. Usually I I'll, I'll, I'll uh, pick a movie, but Georgia picked it. And um, I'm I'm glad she did. And you just said something, Georgia. You know, people don't get it. Like, what's the big deal? Or they don't see it the first time around. Like, you know, well, I would, I would, I would, cons I would say, well, you're probably morally bankrupt if, if you yes. don't get it. <laughs> because, you know, people like to use the word, oh, I cringed at this, I cringed. I now the movie is funny, guys. For for all what we're about to say, it is hilarious, and but it's it's ridiculous. Is really what it is, and it's it's satirical, like um, Georgia said. And I could see why Georgia, what you said about how the French and a, the bourgeoisie, whether it be in France or the, the European bourgeoisie, they I'm surprised the this is one of those movies. I'm surprised it got made because it shined a mirror, uh, a, a light and and held up a mirror to how these people behave. And so you have sexism, you have misogyny, you have classism, you have uh, the female version of misogyny, which I can't remember. Um, the women were just as ridiculous and outrageous in their moral ineptitude as the men. Um, there was no, nobody was innocent in this. You had simps, you had wimps, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was just, and for all that, but it was—it was so. Like I said, it was just ridiculous, and I laughed. Like I said, it was—it was supposed to be a comedy on purpose, um, but but you cringed because you were like, "Dang, y'all just gonna screw everybody? Is this just what y'all gonna do up in here, huh?" Every, no, the only people that didn't that that didn't get screwed was the pheasants. That you know, because we know that <laughs> rabbits, rabbits do what they do. The pheasants were the only thing in this movie not getting any. I mean, it was just. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making this up. It was because there was a hunting party, a shooter, and, and and I love how they touched on every part of European, the upper crust. There are hunting parties, and there are party parties, and the parties within the parties. So, Georgia, let's try to try to get into the. the I, and there's really no plot landmines because this movie is what it is. It's unapologi unapologetically honest, and that's probably why it got roasted uh, by the critics. But um. I don't even know if it's a love triangle. Is it a love oh, quadrangle? Was... A love love roller coaster? Love, love merry-go-round? Oh my a god. Pentagram? Yeah, pentagram like... was devilish. Yeah, love octagon, <laughs> pentagon. I'm, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I know. No wonder the the French have reputations for being, you know, right. their romance. Entanglements! Oh my gosh, the fears and all. Am I, and, it and, was. You know, yeah, like so. Is it true? Is life imitating art? Are the French really that that freaky? I don't know because <laughs> everything you hear about the French, 
And we, you know, and look, full disclosure, I come from a somewhat what French background, um, and and the beautiful hot hot and sexy swamps of uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And I'm gonna tell you, Georgia, you know, you know, even I, yeah, if you can't tell, I'm black. Um, but you know, we had a heavily European influence. You have the African, the European, and, and the Spanish and the French influence in New Orleans. And I'm gonna tell you, um. That whenever you have French culture, let me just put it like it is very sexual. It is very a very sensual sexual culture. Take that however you want, but it is what it is. Well, you know, Moya, when I looked at this movie, I thought I don't think there's ever been a movie made where you have so much in the way of affairs and romantic entanglements. It must set a record for all time. <laughs> I've never. Like yeah. it before, and I too have a little bit of French ancestry or in there, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, well, we're two hot girls, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are two hot girls, <laughs> um, but you know, I thought, um, you know. This movie, even though it seems very, you know, lighthearted and frivolous at first glance, I think there are some messages here that are very deep and in fact and impactful. And and I was thinking about um, a number of of questions as I was watching this, and I thought, you know, first of all, one of the things that I wanted to say, if there's any messages in this or the way I view this and my own mm -hmm. way of thinking about it is. Money, having money does not mean you have class. Yes, and, yes. And you you cannot buy class, you know. And it's, it, class is that indefinable thing where, you know, you hold yourself to a higher standard. Right. And you treat, and you treat other people in a very respectful way. Right. You know, it, it, there's, I can't really define it, but somehow I, you, you know that, yes, it has to do with morals, mm -hmm. certainly. It has to do with that. Um and then I was thinking about how these people are so into, you know, pretense and keeping up appearances, but their lives to me, I mean, they didn't seem to be very productive, very useful. Their lives right. seemed to be, you know, kind of boring and silly and poor. And the reason they were having, they gave the excuse of sometimes of having these affairs is because, you know, they were bored and, yeah. what else, you know, they would just kind of like, Hunting rabbits, they were like hunting each other. I mean, they yeah. were like human rabbits way. Yeah. You know? Yes. No, that's so profound. That is very profound. Um, well, you know, I was thinking, can a society like this, you know, because this is on the eve of when, you know, the they're about to go to war, uh, World War II in right. Germany. So you have to look at it in the historical context. But mm -hmm. can a society that is... Um, morally bankrupt where they live for their own pleasure where they're very selfish where they don't have higher goals are they able to defend themselves from an invasion uh are they able to maintain their culture uh you know i was asking this as i watched this movie right well are, are, and you know and then i thought about you know but that question could still be asked today absolutely you know and so I was thinking about how does this movie relate to us today in our country? And I thought, you know, I mean, we need to preserve and, and you know, the thing is we like to live for higher goals and values or we should and to instill those, you know, in in our younger people. Right. And, you know, so I, I looked at this movie and I thought, 
you know, they didn't seem to have a sense of anything beyond the immediate moment or themselves. Yes, absolutely. And, yes. And, yes. And, and that's what it meant to me. And so to me, this I think I understand why some people say this movie is in many ways very uh, a landmark, very impactful, and some people even consider it a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. But I think if you go beyond just the camera shots and the individual little affairs and you look at it in a way that's meant to be um, as a message movie, then you'll start to really get it. Right. And it's not preachy at all. It's just, no. it's just showing you a slice of life. And like you said, the way it was shot, the characters acted so self-unaware. You know, it's all you you would think that the camera would have been hidden, and you were just watching. You had a sneak preview, or somebody snuck a camera to somebody's life, because the actors did not act to the camera; they did not act to the audience. And um, I I just so I know some of y'all like, what is about? What is about? What's the plot? Look, one dude, there's a guy who's a pilot. He's a simp. Okay, this dude um, did the Lindbergh and back. Okay, he flew across the Atlantic. He's a national hero, world hero, blah, blah, blah. As soon as this clown gets out the plane, everybody's lauding him and, oh, he did it. Blah, 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 blah. And he says, uh, he asks his friend, where's uh, uh, Madame, I can't remember these French people name, but uh, what's her name, Georgia? In the, um, oh, uh, let me see. Um, Christine. Okay, there so, you go. And, and Georgia, let me say something else before I get into that. I appreciate the fact, and this is going to sound, you know, uppity or something, but these people weren't very good looking people. This was not a Hollywood movie, a Hollywood, California movie. Mm -hmm. Because when they show Christine, who's the center of, Lord, a, a quadrangle, triangle, love, triangle, whatever you want to call it, she was, uh, she was ugly. I'm sorry. And and she she had bags under her eyes, and I was like, huh? She looked like a hag. But I and 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 that's my hey, don't get on me. That's just my aesthetic, you know. That's my preference, or whatever. But none of these people were particularly attractive. But you know, I'm glad they did that because in real life, when you see the other woman or the other man, you were like, huh? Him? Yeah. She didn't even mm -hmm. have a great personality. None of these people had great personalities or were these moral, you know, these pillars of moral society. They were just, they just happened to be rich. Like I said, they just happened yes. to have money. Um, But anyway, the aviator dude, she was in there to greet him when he got out, when he had his great feet and he was defeated. He, he said it on national radio. I wish that I did this for this woman and she's not here. So his friend, like, you idiot. And so the friend um gets everybody together. He's having an affair with the with Madame Christine's personal assistant. Her husband's having an affair with some floozy. I mean, and <laughs> like I said, I can't even try to tell you. So it's just a bunch of multiple storm of brewing affairs going on that lead to a very tragic event like most of these do. And what yeah. I appreciate about this, Georgia, it, this movie did not lie because when you look at these damn soap operas, you know, either, you know, like the Young and the Restless types, the ones that come in the day or the, or the ones at night or the Lifetime movies or whatever. They rarely show you these uh, affairs and horribly. Thank God there were no children. There were no children in this movie. No one had any children. 
because yes. this would have been horrible. And one, one Christine, she wanted a child. You know, they kind of alluded to that. Yeah. But, you know, this always, I, I've never, even in, re in my own real life, people I've known, I've never, ever seen an affair end well. Even if somebody, quote unquote, rise off into the sunset with the person, they go, hey, I got him, I got her. Can you ever really trust that person? Like Dr. Fields says, if, if if they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you. So can you ever really lay your head down at night and feel 100% comfortable? I mean, and if that's how you roll, that's how you roll. But yeah, but like I said, there's a lot of comedy and I'm, we're leaving a lot out. But like you said, getting back to what you said, George, the life, the, my life lesson was besides, you know, this is what I want to know. This is what got me, Georgia. What does marriage mean? Yes. What does it mean? Yes. That's why so many people you have, and look, I don't care. You have gay marriage, you have this marriage. Why, why not? And, and whether I agree with it or not, but heterosexuals have not been a bastion of morals in marriage. So, you know, next you got gay marriage. Okay, if somebody want to marry their car, and I, and I actually saw that, so somebody want to marry, why the hell not? <laughs> well, because there's no standards. Somebody want to marry, their, somebody want to marry a, a, an animal or some shit like that. Uh, excuse me, some stuff like that. But how are we the moral high ground on this? When you yeah. have these type and these this movie was a reflection of what was going on and what is going on. And I kept saying, what does marriage mean to any is it a you know, is a business, yeah. an arrangement? What does it mean? Exactly. I questioned that too. I, I thought the exact same thing. And I thought, if your people are gonna keep having all these affairs and dalliances and things going on like this. Then what is the whole, why sh don't get married if don't you're gonna do married. that? Don't even get married. Don't even do it. Just go ahead and do all that, but don't get married. Not really, I, I, because I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> even today, I, I thought that. <laughs> but, but I thought the same thing. But today, I, I I mean, somebody answered that question to me. You know, and look, we know back then, even though it was like the uh, late thirties. Um, going into the 40s, you know, women could do a little bit more in life, you know, you could, you know, work or whatever. We know in the past, women had to get married to survive in society, whether you be rich or poor, you know, if you got married to a man, that kind of somewhat stabilized you. Now, we know you don't have to do that today, okay? You Women have a lot of choices and options. You do not have to get married to survive in, to, in, into society. You do not have to get married to be accepted into society, why and we know men don't didn't, didn't ever have to get married um you know unless it was we know for political reasons or something like that you know back in the day but that's certainly not the case anymore or or, or the man was broke he might have had the title but no money so he married money okay but we know you don't have to do that anymore but and marriage is down in the western world especially here in the good old us of a marriage is down of course divorce is up but again georgia why get married? I don't, I don't, okay, we see some celebrities in the news right now. Okay, why stay married? We, okay, we know for financial, you might have to split that, split that money. But if you, you know, if you worth 150 and you split it to, in half, you still got 75, sir. You're not going to be going in the, in the line, on the bread line, okay? You still have money. 
Why stay in a toxic relationship? Why get in one and why stay in one? And so those of you who see this movie, if you don't get anything else out of this, maybe you're contemplating marriage or, you know, you were married. What is the freaking point, Georgia? I hear you. I do. I thought to myself, why are these people even married? <laughs> you know, if they want to keep doing all this, what, you know, I, I kept asking myself, but you know, I, and I looked at it in, in the microcosm sense, you know, and then in the more global sense, because I was thinking, you know, if people lead lives like this, how can they defend, you know, and, and if a whole country has a culture like this, how can they defend themselves against greater threats? You know, yeah. and, and I thinking about it just on an individual basis. Right. And because we have often talked about um, the horrible consequences and how hurtful it is and how it just ruins lives and all the other people yes. that it touches upon when people have affairs and 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 they do it without regard to how many people that it hurts and how they right. ruin their own lives and that's and and there is a moral i mean there yes. is there is you know some kind of a rectifying at the end of this movie mm -hmm. but um i i was wondering like is is this why the french and i i i hope that i you know i'm not going to offend anybody by saying this but i wondered why the french had you know it didn't take that long for the germans to just invade and overtake them yeah and i wonder yeah. why i kept wondering is this maybe one of the reasons why this happened why it, you know yes there was a french resistance i have to give the french credit for that they did fight underground and they fought hard. Right. They did give them credit for that because they did a lot of lives were lost and they fought yes. hard. And I recently saw a movie called The Cross of Lorraine where these French people were captured by the Germans and they fought, fought, fought as mm -hmm. hard as they possibly could. So I want to give them kudos for that. But I'm just saying about the way that the Vichy government was able to take hold and all that. And, mm -hmm. and I wondered about the the impact of the French culture and and their morals and all that and what what kind of if these were some of the consequences made me wonder because I was looking at it in a historical sense too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. And and you know, there were some military mistakes made where the French, just to boil it down, had more faith in their ability to, you know, uh defend themselves or what they had at the time with their, their anti-invasion uh, capabilities. And when it got right down to it, it did not work because of their hubris, because of their um, pride. But I mean, I, I, but it, that's nothing. And like I said, we're not here to beat up on the French because no, the French certainly no. don't have a monopoly on pride and self-indulgence and narcissism. You know, that's just human nature. But when a society decides to turn its back on the moral the moral the, the moral rules you see, the name of this thing is the rules of the game well they ignore the moral rule because no society has been able to sustain itself with, with the foundation of family that is what when you go back like you say from history yes. and you go back to because I love uh actually love English history in England, I've, I lost count how many civil wars uh, the British Empire had, you know, <laughs> ranging from its inception, you know, until, um, until when they had the last one. But what that little island 
kept it together at Empire, and whether you hated or you know or loved the UK or the British Empire, you know that's your opinion. But you know history is history. Family, you know, having family, having children, um, and 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 breeding and um, um proliferation of life, and that's a part of any country, any country's strength. And even a family might be jacked up, but mom and dad stay together out of loyalty. Okay, they put their pride aside. You know, you know they might be having affairs, and like I said, unlike these people, these people could afford. That's another thing, Georgia, because they were rich. They could afford to have these affairs. They were privileged, okay? They could afford yeah. to have these affairs amongst themselves. And at the end, not going to give it away. We're almost out of time. The ending shows about privilege and how the elite, there's rules for them. Another, playing back to the rules again, because there were several games going on, okay? How the elite, I don't care what color you are. There's, there's it, when you're elite, elitism doesn't just go this way or that way. Elite, money and power is neutral, all right? But the elite can do things and get away with it where normal, mere mortal men like ourselves, we can't get away with that. And you'll see that at the end. The end burnt me up. I don't know about you, Georgia. What did you think about the very end after the, the tragedy? It was jolting. I, I was, I was extreme like, efforts. <laughs> I, I know. I was. It made me. It made me sick. And sick, yes, sick and angry. And it was. I, I was jolted by it. And I thought, no, this is. This is. God, this is so wrong. This is this so is, wrong. But it happens it all was, the time. Happens all the time. Yeah. I. I. Yes. It was. It was not a satisfying ending, for sure. It was realistic, though. <laughs> I was I was shocked, and, and I think maybe that's one of the reasons why this movie was just like. But you know, I could see this happening. This it was realistic in a way. It but does happen. You no, know, what the French were up. Yes, it does happen, and I think the French. You know, it's uh, yeah. There's cover ups that go on, and mm -hmm. um, you know, just spoke to like the because they want to maintain the social pretense. Yes. Yes. That's what it was, you know, the, oh, we can't have, you know, not this kind of a scandal. Right. No. Right. Right. And one so. thing that the wars did, World War One, you saw classism and those old, uh, those old systems start to deteriorate with World War One. Then after World War Two, that was pretty much it. So if you went back and revisited these characters, some of them might have been broke after World War Two. Titles started meaning nothing. And you started having the upper and um, uh, upper middle and lower classes mixing because the war brought everybody together to defend against a common enemy. So I may have been your butler or your footman in my life, you know, outside of the military. But when I got in the military, because I might have the man might have been stronger, faster, whatever like that, he may have been your your superior, and the the little rich person might have been under him. You know, unless they just gave, sometimes they would just give the rich person because they were so-and-so. But in battle, bullets don't care who the hell's rich or poor, okay? So it made everybody equal. And I hope to God we don't have another, you know, we got a lot going on right now in Europe. Um, well, kind of Asia, Russia, you know what's going on over there. And I hope to God that we don't have to have another war to start 
equalizing and exposing this because there's still classism and elitism going on. You know, people talk about racism. I mean, you can argue that. I see Georgia's my own two, two little uh, funny-looking eyes. I see more elitism and classism as a threat to society than, than racism. And yeah, you can send all the hate. You, I already told you we're on Facebook. How I better save my life? How better day save my life? So you want to comment, go on and put your little comments there. But this is my, my personal opinion because it is not the same as it was back then as far as like racism and, you know, if you black, get back. And if you white, you all right. It is not the same. It's about who have that almighty dollar and and even as they're not even about money so much power po power influence and control those are neutral things that can veer towards anybody who's willing to pick them up and handle it play with that fire in their bosom so this movie like i said it, it looks silly and ridiculous it is silly and it's funny but it's it is pregnant with life lessons um george i'm gonna give you the last word Moya, what you said was just so profound, and I really agree with it. Um, we have so much right now to think about when it comes to classism and money um, as being very controlling factors and the way that uh, people foment different ideas yes. and want to have to control people. Like you, You're only able to think a certain way, and mm -hmm. we don't allow you to think. This other way, it's exactly. not acceptable. Yeah, and I kind of saw that a little bit in this movie, and I thought, you know, this is a little bit of a, you know, a modern day, you know, warning and a lesson for all of us here. Yes, because they tolerate breaking their little rules. You had to follow their rules, mm -hmm. and and boy, I think what you said was just wow, it was spot on. I don't have anything to say to improve on that. <laughs> well, kids, the rules of the game. Please check it out. This is uh, one of our foreign films. You know, we try to throw in a foreign film uh, whenever we can. Please, please check it out. You will not be disappointed. The Rules of the Game, 1939, right on the cusp before all hell broke loose in World War II. Jean Renoir, and a, 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 just a great cast of actors, um, Marcel Dalio, Nora Gregor, Paulette Dubost, and so many more. Please check it out. Well, we are out of here. Um, and Jean Renoir as Octave. Jean Renoir as Octave in the movie, the director himself. We are out of here for How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I am Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we so enjoy you guys. We look forward to the next one. We don't know. You know, we've been trying to tell you what we're going to do ahead of time, but we have not been successful because there's just so many moves to pick from. But, you know, whenever we know, You'll know. Thank you guys. Take care. We'll see you next time.